Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Pumping that full of segment, I really, I really want to cry, man. 
if I if I didn't teach that boy that trick, if I didn't teach him that trick to get y'all out y'all seats, go crazy. You know what I'm saying? Pass out under the blue light like that. Like I'm out for some type of way. I done took off this blazer, loosened up the tie, stepped inside the kitchen. Timeless is alive. For City, I'm in the building. I'm feeling some type of way. I'm electrically at the edge of my seat because my Connecticut girls could go back to the finals tonight. I'm, I'm feeling some type of way. They up on New York right now. So we trying to take care of the Tri-State for the minute right now. But other than that, the Twins doing their thing. Football is at a, a premium right now. And, and um, I'm here to actually battle a couple of questions with you, Mr. Sirius, because uh, we had a discussion outside of the kitchen, and I wanted to address that. And I, I also brought some gifts. I, well, not some gifts, but I brought some, like, some little snacks and, and see what y'all want to do with these snacks. But we'll get into it slowly but surely. Yo, man, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, we, we've been definitely talking a lot outside of the building. Hey, before we get started on football, I thought you were a Liberty fan. I, I didn't even know you were a Connecticut Suns fan. I mean, I, I, I guess mm-hmm. it's all encompassing and 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 that whole tri-state region. I thought you were a Liberty fan. Wait, wait, hold on. What? Wait, wait. CT is where I am from, and the crazy part is when you hear the song that Taj and Cav hit up with Barry, you know, they put this together. That song ends and says, Connecticut, aha, and then it closes. It that's, that's, that's it. That's all I need. That's all I need to do, period. I don't need no – there's I, no New York I, affiliation to me. There's no New York affiliation to me other than the Rangers. Other The Rangers are the only team – on this East Coast that I like, that's home sweet home. Other than that, no, you won't get no New York love out of me, none, not a piece. I ain't even mad at you. I ain't even mad at you. I honestly thought because you was a Rangers fan, and we we really don't talk WNBA much, so I just put the two and two together. But, I mean, Connecticut makes sense. These girls are balling. We'll probably talk about that on tomorrow's episode. But before I slide down this, this, this slippery slope, man, let's bring it back to football, man. A lot took place. In week number three, um, I'm going to start with the news and notes and the injuries uh, that kind of unfolded, and then we can start talking uh, some other stuff. But Mike Williams of the, of the, of the Chargers definitely was confirmed for an ACL. Um, so he's done for the rest of the year. Uh, we've got some other news and notes. Um, we have Jimmy Garoppolo dealing with a concussion, which I want to talk on that here in a minute. Um, you got – uh, Van Noy signing with the Ravens. Um, you got the Jets adding another quarterback. I'm sure we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, there's a lot going on. Um, the Packers are optimistic that Aaron Jones um, and Christian Watson are going to play Thursday versus your Detroit Lions, so I'm sure we'll talk about that. Um, so there's a lot to talk about, but I wanted just to, to, to dive straight in, and Mr. Harvey and some others are being uh, shortly, but offline we were talking about the New York football Jets and this quarterback situation. Aaron Rodgers came out today on the on the McAfee show and said, and I quote, the Jets need to grow up and stop pointing fingers. Um, and it's not often that I agree with much of what Aaron Rodgers has to say, but for all intents and purposes, I, I feel as though he's spot on here. So we're going to start with the Jets, and then we're going to migrate to the other two teams that, that, that we talked about offline. But I, I said this, you know, and, and offline that the Jets are, are clowns um, for not really addressing the quarterback position um, in its entirety. 
um, since the Aaron Rodgers injury. Um, PP, I, I'll start with you, sir. This New York Jets team, um, I feel, is a quarterback away from really competing in the AFC. Um, what say you about this New York Jets thing, and how do you feel about Salah and, and company not really going out and addressing this quarterback position? Uh-uh. You're wrong. They are more than just a quarterback away. They need they need Jesus. They need the Holy Ghost. They need the Bible. They they need they need the Simmons family. They need they need everything. They need everything. There's too much going on in there. They already got melee on the sideline. Um, for Hackett to go from Green Bay being successful to go to Denver and having a, a below par situation to coming to New York to be there with. Aaron Rodgers and Aaron gets hurt, but you would still feel like that system should be implemented and being okay. Everything isn't right, and let alone their patchwork in that offensive line where the offensive line has issues as well. And um, I, I just feel bad for the situation that the, what just happened this past weekend. They lost 15 times in a row to the Patriots. You're not going to get up from underneath uh, Belichick unless Belichick retires. That's the only way they're going to beat the Patriots. This is almost this is this is seven and a half years of of them losing to one organization, the longest streak uh, for any team in their history at this point in time. And it's, it's sad that they they're putting it all on the arm or the face or the the feet, however you want to look of, of Zach Wilson. But I feel like there's more there than just the quarterback situation. Even though he's young and inexperienced, and you know, um, I, I thought that he'd have picked up a lot from Aaron Rodgers at this point in time, but it's it's not. And um, it's more than just Zach Wilson. Even though Zach Wilson is the glaring thing that we see, uh, one of the sacks that he took in the game against the Patriots, I, I was a, I was alarmed and upset. Um, he literally didn't get touched. He just fell to the ground because he saw somebody and ended up getting touched to take a sack. So there's more than just the, the quarterback issue, but I'm sad that out of all of the names that they could have gone to, they went and got Trevor Simeon like that was – the the patchwork that they need at the quarterback position. Um, I, I'm sorry. They said. I think I talked to Barry before the show, and, and um, I think he said Carson. I, I said Carson Wentz would be the name out of the the names on that list, and uh, I think he said that they he spoke with them, and I guess they must have turned him down. Out of all of the available quarterbacks, I think like he's been the one that could have been successful or pushed the envelope. He he pushed the Eagles to that Super Bowl championship win. Even though he got injured right at the doorstep of the playoffs, that was his run, but Foles sealed the deal. So um, I know that Wentz hasn't had the, you know, the career where the last couple of seasons didn't go his way, but I think that's a guy that they could put in there and at least look better than what Zach Wilson is doing. But um, that that team is in a total disarray. I I do like Sally as a coach, but um, I think he's in over his head too. If, If they can't get this figured out by, like, the next two or three games, they they could start tanking for for Caleb Williams. See, you and I are going to disagree on, on that uh, for 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 a little bit. But before I go back with you, I did want to get Villain's uh, take on the situation as he was in the conversation as well. Villain, you hear what's going on right now with the New York Jets? TP feels as though they need more than just a quarterback. Um, to, 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 to get over the hump and to and to get themselves right. So what say you? Yeah, I mean, first of all, uh, shout-out to, to Cav, um, who got married this past weekend, on who does our theme song. So shout-out to him and his wife, my cousin. So family is all love there. But um, 
Listen, um, you guys know my dad was a Jet fan. God rest his soul. Um, you know, I miss him to death. And I know if he was here, he would be calling me, screaming and hollering about this sad state of affairs in New York. And um, I feel like they do need a little bit more than the quarterback, um, you know, for a defense that was supposed to be as good as they were. Um, they didn't have a bad game against the Patriots, but where's the pass rush, right? They they drafted um, another defensive end, but they, they just aren't getting pressure on the quarterback. Um, I, I know they're being put in, in a – precarious situation, but I'm just not liking what I'm seeing so far from the Jets' defense, right, as a whole. But I'm looking at the whole situation with, with Zach Wilson. There's a lot of fingers uh, to be pointed, a lot of blame to go around. Um, I And I said it in the chat. I said it to TP. I said it to you, Sirius, and, and Dave, who's a Jets fan as well, like, believed in Zach Wilson why did you go get Aaron Rodgers, right? Why, why is he? Why is Zach Wilson here? If if you know you went and got Aaron Rodgers, it, it doesn't make sense. And and why are you calling plays that really doesn't let him not make mistakes? That's what you're calling plays for, for him not to make mistakes. Um, and it's hard because you can't. They know. Defenses know you can't throw the ball, so they're loading up the box because they know you're going to run the ball, and they're forcing Zach Wilson to to beat them, and he has no capability to do it. He is not an NFL quarterback. He just isn't. I listened to him post-game. He uses the word I when he does something well, and we when the team doesn't do something well, does something wrong, and it's totally backwards, and he still hasn't learned. You know what I mean? Like, I, I saw Geno Smith on the sideline talking to the rookie receiver. I can't say his name properly. Jax, uh, Saxon, right? Um, and he's, no, he's out there Smith saying, I, yeah, Jackson Smith. Oh, I apologize. I have like a million things yeah. in my hand I'm trying to get to, but uh, thank you, Sarah. But he's, he's saying, I need you. We need you. You know, we know you. It, it's never your fault. It's my fault. I need you. I need you in the second half. I need you locked in, blah, blah, blah. And Zach Wilson doesn't have that. He doesn't have that respect from the players. He doesn't have that leadership quality. It, and it's, it's a joke. They couldn't get a quarterback in the offseason because they put all their eggs in the Aaron Rodgers basket. They had no money. They didn't have 4 to $8 million to sign a real backup quarterback like Gardner Minshew or anybody. They had to stick with uh, Zach Wilson. They didn't bother trading him, which they should have done for a bag of chips. If you didn't believe in him, he shouldn't be on the roster. But then Salah is out here saying he's our quarterback. Un- unquestionably, he's our quarterback. Give him a game plan to succeed. You just tell him, try not to screw this up like you did last year. It's, we've seen enough. It's, it's enough. And I sort of agree what Aaron Rodgers said, Sirius and TP about, you know, stop pointing fingers and everybody needs to kind of grow up and hold, have accountability from the standpoint of what I saw on the sideline with uh, Garrett Wilson and, and a third-string running back and Michael Carter was unacceptable, like barking at the coaches and all that. But this is the frustration you have with Zach Wilson as your quarterback, and it's only going to get worse. 
So why did you not get Carson Wentz or somebody in here a week or the day after Aaron Rodgers got hurt so he could learn the system? Like, you just wasted time. You're wasting time. You're, you're Zach Wilson, you've seen enough. He doesn't get it. He's not a quarterback. He can't handle New York. I, Joe Namath knows better. He, he, he's not the dude. So it's, it's a bad situation in New York with the Jets. It's not going to get much better. Simeon is not the way to go. It's, it's, it's sad. It's, it's bad. Yeah, yeah. I actually agree with a little bit of what you had to say there. Um, kitchen's filling up. Let me get some more chefs in the building. Uh, the new mm-hmm. grandpa himself, Breaking News, who's in the building. What's up, Breaking News? How we doing today, sir? You. Good. How's it going, boys? How you guys doing? Barry, it's good to have you back, brother. We were uh, we were dicing it up last week, and uh, I know you had to step out, but uh, I, I I asked you a question, and and that's how I realized you weren't here. So I'm glad to have you back in the kitchen. I hope everything's okay. Yeah, ask me the question later. Later. <laughs> Absolutely, brother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one more chef to one more chef to get in the building. Mr. Mr. Harvey's in the building. What's up, Mr. Harvey? How we doing, sir? What's up, sir? It's late night at work. Due to some technical difficulties. To get off and feed the fam real quick and grab some grub, but I'm in here to chop it up with you guys in the kitchen. Always a pleasure, man. Likewise, likewise. If you got another call in the building, call out of the nine seven three air code. What's going on, my man? How we doing this evening? Yeah, good evening. I'll say one thing. The, uh, I mean, it's, Zach was it's, it's not your guy. He is really not the guy for the Jets. And I'm not too crazy about Simeon either. I mean, he's even be, he's even worse than, than than Wilson is, but almost. Trevor Simeon, pro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So, 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 this is how we're going to handle it. Since we got a lot of people in the building, um, I'm gonna ask you to keep the responses a little short. Breaking news: You were the first one in. Right. Um, you hear what's going. You hear what's going on um, about the the New York Jets. Um, I definitely wanted to get your position on it, and then we'll go in, in order, man. So the Jets and Trouble Simeon come to a come to an agreement, sir. How do you feel? I'll keep it short to see, man. I, I mean, listen, <clears throat> we got plenty of chefs in the building here that are going to crush Zach Wilson. He don't have it. He's not a good quarterback whatever expletive you want. Here's what I'm going to tell you. You can't win in the NFL. It doesn't matter if you put Aaron Rodgers back there, if the offensive line doesn't block and you can't run the ball. You have, you have supposedly one of the best tandem of back, you know, one of the best tandem running back back uh, backfields, supposedly in the entire NFL and uh, against a New England Patriots team. That's good. I don't want to take anything away from them, but it's good, but not great. Your two-star running backs had 20 carries for 36 yards. Let that sink in. 20 carries for 36 yards. Uh, I, I guess my I guess my my response, serious is is what is the expectation of Zach Wilson? I watched that game. I don't feel like I don't feel like the offensive play caller calls great plays for the kid. I don't feel like there's screens. I don't feel like they do jet sweeps. I don't feel like they try to get the ball into their playmakers' hands quickly. There's literally nowhere to run the ball. Like, it's not going to matter who they get to put back there, like insert name. I will tell you one name that I think is kind of interesting. Last year of his contract, and because he had such a, a bloated first couple of years, and they're 0-3, what about Kirk Cousins? Mm-hmm. Last year of his deal, 
they're on a bad team, and he can definitely yeah. swing it. Yeah, you know, it, it's funny you mentioned Captain Kirk. Um, he's a name that's been floated around. I, I, I for one, don't foresee him leaving Minnesota. Um, however, um, I did want to press on Mr. Harvey, sir. Uh, you hear what's going on uh, with the New York Jets. I wanted to get your position on it. You did have some comments offline. I wanted to give you an opportunity to say I'm here. Talk to me, man. The New York Jets and Trevor Simeon. What's going on? Yeah, yeah so I think that I don't know that Cousins would be back in Minnesota after this year anyway. This franchise, especially with an 0-3 start, may decide uh, in a quarterback-rich draft, if they do poorly enough, to try to go get a guy to build with uh, Jefferson and maybe kind of save that franchise a little bit of money and continue to restock the organization. So uh, we'll see. I, listen, there are very few guys in this league uh, that are less equipped to start at the quarterback position than Zach Wilson. Trevor semi-pro may be one of them. Uh, but I would call Colin Kaepernick. I would call Carson Wentz. Listen, uh, Kaepernick has to be better than this guy. Well, Even though Kaepernick hadn't played football in a decade. Uh, right, he has to be better than this guy. I Listen, uh, Aaron Rodgers back up in Green Bay, Matt Flynn. Like, uh, of course, he's too old now. But, I mean, even that caliber of guy, they'd be better with Andy Dalton than Zach Wilson. And Andy Dalton, Dalton is washed up. Like, he is like the – he's so washed up. Like, you would see his picture under erosion, like, in the dictionary. But at the end of the day, Zach Wilson's not the issue. And, uh, yes, you do need to run the ball. They probably need more than 20 carries. Uh, however, if if I don't respect you and think you can throw the ball at all, I don't care what weapons you got on the outside. If you can't get the ball to him, either I'm going to put an extra man in the box or I'm still going to be cheating that way, anticipating you to run the football. It's a lot uh, easier to stop the run. It doesn't always happen because there are certain teams you know are going to run an extra and they still have success. But it is a little bit easier to stop the run if you don't respect the pass. And so – uh, this team needs to call more running plays and passing plays, but you still got to find a way to keep it honest. Um, I don't know that Zach Wilson is the answer. And I think if they're not careful, the Jets season could end up just like another team from New York uh, whose mascot rhymes with the uh, word Jets, uh, but just has a different first letter. So, uh, I mean, we'll see. Maybe, you know, make some rich to draft high again next yeah. year, but. Uh, to me, as many good pieces as you have on this team, uh, you have to do your due diligence to bring somebody in to play quarterback. Because this guy, I don't know, it's almost like Silver Spoon and, la- like you said, lack of accountability. It, it's it's amazing. Yeah, it, you know what? Cap's name keeps getting brought up, and, and I, I, I like the idea um, of it. Uh, I'm going to say my comments for last. Call out of the 973. I wanted to give you a position to talk on it. Um, you hear what's going on with the New York Jets. Talk to me how you feel about it, sir. You have a bark bag where I can throw up? Because that's what it felt like. I mean, Zach Wilson was just horrible. I mean, even pulling a tree, like, you know, falling down, it wasn't even hurt. I mean, I haven't agreed with Neiman's comments on how, just how bad he really has been. So he's just he's just not our guy. Simeon, you know, I can't say does even even better because he's even more trouble starter than Wilson was. You know, it just it seems like no matter who we get, it just doesn't matter. Somebody something goes wrong with the quarterback position, and Wilson is probably going to be the worst one of them all. 
if they would have kept Mike White, I think it would have been a much better outcome. But no, they they had to they had to trade him. So we really shot ourselves, you know, right where it hurts. You know, in the off season, and Wilson has done nothing. Yeah, if Rodgers didn't get hurt, yes, it would be a much better season, much better outcome for the Jets. But unfortunately, Rodgers got hurt, so you send in Zach, who doesn't even deserve to be uh, second string. It's going to go from bad to worse. Yeah, yeah. Just I respect it. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I, I respect that. And kind of, here, here's my take on it, you know, kind, kind of, you know, encompassing everything that was said. Um, I'm really going to double down on, on my statement initially, and I honestly feel as though this Jets team was a quarterback away. You know, when you bring in the weapons that you brought yeah. in, um, and, again, TP, uh, I, I respect your opinion, and, Brian, I respect yours, but Mr. Harvey is, is kind of right here. It's very easy to, to 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 not you know run the ball successfully when no team respects the passing game. Like again, I'm a Steeler fan, okay. And the biggest issue that yeah. we we've had is the simple fact that nobody respects you know the quarterback's ability to 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 make a read and throw the football with with Kenny Pickett. And I think the same situation is is, is in play here. Zach Wilson can't read defenses. Zach Wilson refuses. To, to take what the defense gives them. So you have a Brees Hall that is, is struggling to get going, you know, three weeks in. You have uh, a Dalvin Cook who's struggling to get going three weeks in. You're seeing fire blitzes and, 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 zero, and, and zero blitzes, you know, at nauseum because everybody and their mother knows you're going to run the football. So the, the, the defense is doing the best that it can. Like, they, they won week one on the strength of their defense. They lost week two because the Dallas Cowboys understood that Zach Wilson is a clown and just literally made him throw the football, and he threw it directly to him. And then week three against the struggling New England Patriots, it was a one-score game. Yeah. So for, 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 for as much as the sky is falling, as much as, you know, the Jets need to get themselves together and this, that, and the third, I do believe and they are a quarterback away. Now, some names that were brought up, Carson Wentz is somebody that comes to mind. Uh, they, they turned his phone call down. Matt Ryan's a guy who comes to mind. They turned his phone call down. But as I said in the group thread earlier today, there are a plethora of the QB2s on rosters that you could potentially go out and get. I understand that, you know, when you make the move to bring in Aaron Rodgers, that you don't suspect he goes down four plays into the 2023 season. I understand that, and I respect that. But now that that has happened, you now have an obligation, if you're the head coach in the organization, to now set your team up for success. And as we currently sit here today, Simon Trevisanian does not blow the skirt up of any of any defensive coordinator bringing in uh, Joe Flacco doesn't blow the skirt up of any defense uh. defensive coordinator. Heck, Zach Wilson himself, the, the 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 guy who's well known for doing things outside of the football field, does not blow the skirt up of any defensive coordinator. So you have to do your team a, a, a better service than that. You got the you got the Kansas City Chiefs coming in the building on on, on next week. What in the world do you think he's going to do playing the Kansas City Chiefs? And the rest of the donkey studies that we electricity laid out at the beginning of the season that this New York Jets was going to have to deal with with or without Aaron Rodgers in the lineup. Yeah. So, again, I got 
you, TP. I got you breaking news. But ultimately, for me, they didn't. No, no other person went down with a significant injury. They, you know, Garrett Wilson didn't go down. Lazar didn't go down. Their offensive line didn't go down. You know, the only person that I am aware of now, correct me if I'm wrong, that went down was Aaron Rodgers. And we were sitting here talking about how this team was a playoff caliber team with. Aaron Rodgers in the lineup. He's now out of the lineup, and we all understand what Zach Wilson is and what he isn't. And if we can see it sitting here on our couches Sunday morning or yeah. at the bar Sunday morning watching this game, then obviously Robert Sala and the fans that are in the building can see it as well. Serious. Wait, you are wrong. Wait, serious. They have patchwork in front of them on the offensive line. They are missing pieces up front right now. And the worst part about it is if you look at the power rankings in the NFL right now, through the top five or six, the Buffalo Bills are one of those teams. The Jets beat them. You know how they beat them? Running the ball. If they run the ball, that opens the passing game up. They're not even running the ball anymore because they have problems up front. It is not just a Zach Wilson situation. That offense is in shambles right Mm -hmm. now. Right now, it's, it's more than just Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, yes, he's playing porous. I'm not taking this out of his lap. He is not what everybody thought, including myself. I thought he was going to come out of BYU and be a monster. This dude was coming out of college throwing 81% pass. Like, he was completing 81% of his pass. I thought he was going to be a dime dropper. He's not that. He's timid in the pocket. I think that this dude turned into a spoiled brat over the past two seasons or whatever. But this guy had a winning percentage before he bumped into those Patriots. The Patriots have his number. This dude beat the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills have one of the strongest defenses in the league. You do know that, right? You They beat the Steelers before, right? Like, you got to think about what they do have. They Listen, this is a situation that Green Bay had with Aaron Rodgers, with Aaron Jones, and that was running the ball well. Why isn't Dalvin Cook running the ball? And Dalvin Cook, I feel like he's better than Aaron Jones, even though they're they, they the same type of caliber running back. They're not running the ball at all. Brees Hall had a good game out the gate. He's not even getting the ball running the ball. They not they turn into a one-dimensional team overnight with a quarterback that's a backup. How do you do that? Do you force him to throw while he's got a, he's a backup? Like, that, that does not make sense. That does not make sense, and and I don't I don't agree with how and, and this person yeah. I'm about to kill right now, but I got to I don't agree with what Sean Payton was doing trying to rip Hackett apart. But if there's smoke, more sucker, there's fire. I don't, I don't listen. He's a bad coach. Like at the end of the day, why are people moving you around and you can't get the job done? At the end of the day, that's terrible. This is what the Jets are looking like. Just like I said previously, if they don't look good in the next two weeks, which I know they're going to probably get slaughtered against Kansas City unless Vegas is up to some tricks like they did against the Arizona Cardinals and the Cowboys. I feel like that was a Vegas trick. And if they lose the next game after that, they need to start tanking for Caleb Williams because the way that the Cardinals just did that, I feel like they might have pulled themselves out of the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. I don't think they're trying to get a quarterback. I think they're more or less looking at Kyler to come back. So, um, you could miss me with that one, Mrs. Simmons. But you know yeah, what, you TP, you're, you're right. Uh-huh. You're right, TP. Hold, hold, I'm sorry, serious, but I just want to say real quick, you're right that the offensive line is a mess. You, I, I agree that Hackett shouldn't have had the job. The only reason he had the job was to attract Aaron Rodgers. But you got to understand, too, like they're just loading the box and daring the Jets to throw the ball, and Zach Wilson can't do it. He just can't do it. To your point, he's a spoiled brat that can't read defense. Mm-hmm. The only thing he does is drop back, look for Garrett Wilson. If it's not there, I'm running for my life or I'm taking a dive. Like they, the hardest thing in that game was to figure out who got credit for that sack when Zach Wilson took a dive. That was the hardest part of 
little bit of Hackett because you can't game plan. You can't figure out plays that Zach Wilson can go to, eight or ten plays that you know that he does well, and you call those plays so he can get a rhythm going, even if it's a screen pass, a flare, something just to give him a rhythm. Hackett's not doing it. But Hackett doesn't trust Zach Wilson to throw the ball. It's a problem. Like, it, it, it's a mess. Like, I'm telling you, it's a mess. It's a complete mess. Well, his, his, would his, you trust his, his him to throw the ball? Like, uh, would you trust him to? I don't. No. And at the end of the day, you needed four turnovers and a punt return to win the first game. Here's what I want to get to, and, 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 and it's partially the, the, the part of the, 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 the spiel that I want to talk about the Chicago Bears, but are, are we sure that's Nathaniel yeah. Hackett's problem? Because based off of what I'm seeing from the All-22, there are open receivers that are there. There are open receivers. However, based off of his inability to read coverages and read defenses, he's not pulling the trigger on the ball. So one thing that I saw with Zach Wilson for watching the tape and the same thing I saw from Justin Fields watching the tape, and we'll talk about the Bears here in a second, is there are options and there are people open for, 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 for him to throw the football. They just refuse to pull the trigger because maybe they don't trust what they're seeing. Maybe they get happy feet. Maybe they looked at something incorrectly or whatever case may be. But based off of what I'm seeing from the all 22 uh, for Zach Wilson and Justin Fields, so we can throw these both these quarterbacks in the same bucket here. They refuse to throw the ball when the play call is designed to go a certain place, and it's frustrating because we are sitting here. We are sitting here talking about how Nathaniel Hackett needs to call this and how Nathaniel Hackett needs to draw this up. The plays and the schemes are drawn up. And again, I'm going to throw Matt Canada in, in, in that situation as well. And Kenny Pickett, mm-hmm. the plays and the schemes are drawn up, but it's up to the quarterback to see what's happening on the field, make the read, and make the throw. And if you got happy feet, if you don't trust the simple fact that you put in the film study throughout the week and you're able to make that throw, then you're going to take a dive. You're going to, you know, skip passes. And, 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 and at receiver's legs, you're not going to be an efficient quarterback. And right now, especially with Zach Wilson, over the course of his career, forget this past year with Aaron Rodgers going down, over the course of his career, he has shown that he cannot read defense. He has shown that he is unable to throw accurately to receivers. And so, again, back to my initial point, if you're the New York football Jets, why in the world would you sit up here and play us for fools? We understand this brother cannot play quarterback, period. End of discussion. I could take my four-year-old son, drop him in met my stadium today, and he was better than Zach Wilson. He would be he would say, Daddy, that guy's open, get him the ball. If 17 is open, that's up one-on-one on the outside, you throw that there in the ball. You don't think about it. You don't call Tyrone. You don't phone a friend. You don't ask anybody else. You get 17 the ball. Devontae Adams was the only cat cooking on Sunday night, and the Oak and the Las Vegas Raiders found a way to scheme him open and get him the ball. It's not rocket science, but if you're mm-hmm. but, but if you're unable to see it and you're unable to make a legitimate read, then you're doomed from the get go. Harvey, clean this up, and we can keep moving, man. Harvey. 
If you're talking your own Yeah, name. I'm sorry. Say that. Say, I'm sorry. Say that one more time. Just go ahead. I'm saying, go, 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 go ahead and clean this up and then we can keep it moving. Nah, man. Like, uh, to me, it, see, Pete's right. There's, there's accountability needs on all sides of this. And the line is in shambles and people are bickering. But I feel like if you had a halfway competent quarterback that can get the ball where it's supposed to go, uh, even 60 to 65% of the time, even if they misfire on some throws, but have the ability to read an offense and at least understand the basics of how you want things to work, I feel like a lot of other things would uh, probably at least be okay for this team and give them a chance to compete. But once again, this is a team that was four turnovers and a punt return. They had to have all those things, all those things go right in order to have one win this season. Right? So uh, it, it could be a long year if they don't get this fixed. All right, and people are going to continue to bicker if the offense is in X. Definitely, definitely. Breaking news, anything you want to add before we keep it pushing? No, I think we've killed this, man. Go ahead and keep it moving. <laughs> all right, not a problem, not a problem at all. Next up on, 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 the, on the guillotine, so to speak, before we even start talking about what took place as far as these games, are the Denver Broncos. Um, what in the actual fill-in-the-blank is going on in Denver? Um, I, I, I'm a bad lead-off here because I'm annoyed. Um, this is a team that has aspirations of, of doing something and building something, and I'm, I, I, I'm going to take a, a phrase from, from Shannon Sharp. He said, for as big of a chest that Sean Payton walked in there with, um, you can't get beat by 50 points. You can't. You can't. You're an 0-3 outfit. You decided to drag Nathaniel Hackett and drag the previous regime and, and, and drag anybody who will listen uh, from last year's team and in three weeks of game. Now, again, I said, I said this week one, Super Bowls are not one. In week one, they're not lost in week one. I'm going to say this here. They're not one in week three. They're not lost in week three. But not never, since I've been on this wonderful, great planet, have I seen a team get beat by 50 points. I've seen a team score 50 points. I've never seen a team get beat by 50 points. And so for you to come into Denver in your introductory press conference and early stages of team building and team development and, and throw shade, is a little bit disrespectful, and for for, for all of the questions, I kind of wish McDaniel and the Dolphins ran it up on them some more. Humble pie is a wonderful dish that that, that people uh, need to get served, and quite frankly, the Denver Broncos and, and, and Sean Payton needed that. TP, I'll I, I come to you, sir. The Denver Broncos just got smacked in the head by 50. What say you about that game as well as how the Denver Broncos – have been playing this season? Um, I'm an 80s baby, brought up in the 90s. One of my top five rappers, probably the rapper, was Christopher Wallace, a.k.a. Notorious Big. Hit song off of his second album, Life After Death. The song is called What's Beef? In the way the song starts. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> this is bad. This is very bad. So you mean to tell me, Sean Payton, you won a Super Bowl, you put him up just because 
you wanted to get to Dallas somehow. This is this is me. I don't even care how analytical analytical this could be. I really feel like you wanted to get to the Cowboys and make it happen with you and Jerry Jones, so on and so forth. So you sit out. Denver throws you an alarming amount of money. Then you start pointing fingers, talking junk. Oh, Hackett ran a bad system, which I don't disagree because now we, we just got off of talking about Hackett. So he, he has there's smoke there. But then then you start talking about Russ and everybody else. So you're you're perfect. So you're the perfect coach to make this all happen. And yet, you get beat so bad that you address the media and said, this is embarrassing, and these people are asking you questions that you choose not to answer. If this gets any worse, you're going to see these same questions every single week, and I don't think it gets any better. And in fact, if Dallas doesn't win a Super Bowl, right, let's just say that, I don't think Jerry goes chasing you to bring you to the head coaching position in Dallas. So you better get this figured out somehow. You try to – throw a leash, if you will, on Russell Wilson and try to make this thing better somehow, some way. I'm not buying anything of what you're saying. The Denver Broncos were supposed to be known as the no-fly zone. This is supposed to be one of the top ten defenses in the league. And you guys gave up eight touchdowns to two running backs. Wait, hold on. I don't know if y'all heard me. Eight touchdowns to two running backs. One that wasn't even supposed to be going crazy in the league. The, and they had a touchdown in this game. Listen, I know I, I call them the top three because I think it's between Devontae, Justin Jefferson, and Tyreek. They had a nerve to have a touchdown from like 69 yards out to leave Tyreek Hill wide open in the middle of the field. Wait, what's going on? Like, what what film were you watching? Like, do you know the dude is probably the fastest receiver in the league? Y'all left him wide open? And he just ran straight to the end zone? Do you know this score was this bad? And Jalen Waddle didn't play? Like, Denver has glaring issues. It's not just Russell Wilson. Y'all cannot keep pointing your fingers at Russ. I'm not buying this anymore. Not at all. This is all in the lap of Sean Payton. That no-fly zone defense, mm-hmm. y'all better get it together. Not now, but right now. And I'm down south with it. Like, right that, now. That's horrible. That, that, no, rat. No, rat now. Rat now. Not right. Rat. Right now. Right so, now. <laughs> so, so this is this is this is terrible that they look like this in the middle of the AFC West, where I feel like it could have potentially been up for grabs. Even though I feel like Kansas City's still the strongest team in that division, but you guys are out of the picture. You guys are—I don't even know if you guys want Russ there anymore. And um, this this team's actually using Russell Wilson, but you guys look like you could probably be tanking for Caleb Williams too. There's too many things going on in Denver, especially while they brought. Sean Payton there to be the guy to turn that thing around. That thing is not turning around. That's a, a runaway train with no brakes. Funny you mention, you know, Sean Payton and, and, and the situation. If you look over the course of how the first three have played out, they had leads in two of the three games and lost both of them. You know, so back, back to your point, TP, and I'm glad you brought that up. Um, this, this vaunted Denver defense is no fly zone. There's a uh, spirit-type pricing flight being handed out um, in that Denver secondary, and everybody's catching free flights all over the country. Zimmer, I- I'll come to you next, sir. Um, this Denver Broncos team, uh, what in the actual fill-in-the-blank here is going on with the Denver Broncos, man? I mean, I'm surprised that it's Tuesday uh, close to – 10 o'clock, there's people that have jobs in that building right now in Denver. Um, I hate calling for people's job because, you know, obviously, but, like, after that performance, 
I mean, like Vance Joseph as the D coordinator, I mean, I don't know how you can come back to that building. I, TP and I have been a part of a game where we scored over 60 points on a tee in high school, right? And it's not a great feeling to give up that many points. It's fun to, to score, right? But it ain't that fun to give up that many points. And um, that defense was supposed to be one of the better defenses in the league, and they got embarrassed. And and listen, the the Miami Dolphins are for real. They're a really good team. Let's give them credit, right? Tua's a really good quarterback that I don't feel like gets enough credit just because he's hurt um, more than he's not, you know, with the concussions and the falling and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, Tyree kills that dude. Waddle is a number one on a lot of teams. Um, they got a really good offense. But to give up 70 points, any NFL team means you quit. You gave up. And you could see it and when they, you know, running when they were running the football against them, like they refused to tackle at one point. There's guys just standing there watching. Um, you know, you had a backup running back score over 50 fantasy points as a backup because they took the starters out. He had a bet. The starter, you know, gave me about 40 points, and then the backup gets 50. Like, it's embarrassing. Um, that defense to TP point to TP's point needs to really go back to the drawing board. They need to go and you know look at the man in the mirror, right? Uh, like like Michael, and, and um, you know you can't blame Russ. Um, I, I think Sean Payton gets a little bit of flack for the the post game conference. Um, that the post you know post post game like he was saying, "What's your question? What's your question?" And I I think the the reporter. Um, kind of a little bit out of line, but at the end of the day, like, you got to answer those questions because you were the guy, like you, like you said, right, was, was bringing, you know, smoke to Hackett saying that this is a poorly run organization and you just gave up 70 points, man. So and there's a lot of things that, are, that, that this team needs to fix, and you didn't think it would be off defense. It would be on the offensive side, but um, embarrassing. They should be ashamed of themselves. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I'm not about to come to the aid uh, of Sean Payton, but it, for, for all intents and purposes, what else can you say? Like, you just got pants on national TV, you know, and, like, they, they could still be scoring. As a matter of fact, we're sitting here at Tuesday and the Dolphins scored again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they can still be running up that score. <laughs> Um, and it, 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 it's comical to, to to think that an NFL franchise just literally quit like that. Mr. Harvey, I'll come to you. Sean Payton's your boy, um, you know, from your days at, at New Orleans. But, um, dog, you of all people got to yeah, come so, to the so aid of Sean Payton, right? No, no, no. So let me start here. Uh, let's be careful <laughs> with this whole idea of a team, a, a franchise is a quarterback away. Because more times than not, when you hear people say that quarterback away, analogy or line, they try to go get somebody and what happens? It ain't like they magically win a ring. It doesn't happen very often. When you think that the team's one player away, because there's deficiencies there too. Yeah, they need improvement at the quarterback position. Don't misunderstand me. And I can understand why they think that was the missing piece. 
And yes, they traded for him. And yes, Russ did have a bad year last year. And they, a lot of it had to do with Hackett being the uh, coach. Uh, so bring in Sean Payton. Okay. And, uh, you know, you just mentioned the man in the mirror. Well, you know, ask that man in the mirror to make a change. So Sean Payton comes in, ask Russell Wilson to consider changing a little bit. Now, what we don't know is what's going on behind the scenes. Is he asking Russell, uh, is he changing his system at all and his play calling to, uh, to things that Russell Wilson do well? Uh, maybe. Uh, Russell Wilson, to me, you can't point a finger at him at all for what's happened so far this year. You give him plenty of blame for what happened last year if you want to. That's fine. You can't point a finger at him for what's happened so far this year at all. To me, this defense is terrible. You're right. Uh, they got exposed. Now that, yes, you're right. That Dolphins offense is explosive. And I think they're doing some things to even try to maximize their speed. I mean, there are times that I don't know how – on some of the plays that they run, I don't know how you cover Tariq Hill. And if you do, I don't know how you cover Waddle. I mean, it's, it's dangerous uh, offense if they keep Tua upright. So they're going to embarrass a lot of teams. But you just gave up 725 yards which has never been done in the history of football. One more again, 725 yards. of the, that's, that's almost half a mile. That's crazy to me. Like, 70 points has not been done since, like, late 60s. I guarantee you that was just running the ball at somebody. But basically since at the beginning of or before the merger, it's only been done four or five times in 100-some-odd years. I mean, this is embarrassing. That's I, personnel coaching to to me, I understand if you do walk back into this building like you said, Barry. How how do people have jobs? There should be some kind of damn repentance paid. I don't know, embarrassment tax or something, even to be able to walk in. I, I mean, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, this is bad. Like, I, I mean, maybe you got to maybe you got. You remember how they used to say seventy cents a day could save a child. Maybe you need to pay $70 a day to go into office for the next month or something just to be lucky to keep your job. A grateful tax that we haven't given you a pink slip yet. And if we see another embarrassment by it, you may still have to pay it just even though we let you go. Uh, It's it's bad. Uh, It's terrible. You can't, uh, like, listen, Sean Payton may eventually want to be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. There have been times where I think he could have done it and didn't, maybe because he didn't want to leave Drew Brees at the time or whatever. I think there are a couple of times that Sean Payton could have jumped to Dallas if he had wanted to, uh, and I think he still hopes to. Uh, but to TP's point, if you don't win here, you could really uh, ruin the ability to do that. So uh, this is this is definitely bad. No team is a finished product. It's only three games in, whatever. Uh, but this team's got to show marked improvement. Even Forget about the offense and what Sean Payton's known for. I think eventually some of those numbers will be okay. But you got to show me that you could cover anybody. Patrick Sertan, like you were any, – anybody on this defense that's been so highly touted. Like you said, they're handing out free flights. Just like, uh, you know, just like 100 flights have been canceled around the country and overbooked and whatever, and they're trying to bribe people to uh, – Stay overnight. Uh, you better hope you're in Vegas. Maybe you can get a five-star hotel for a couple nights. Go ahead and push it back. Give me a little bit of voucher money. I'm good. Like, maybe you get something like that out of the deal. But it's it's uh, it's not pretty in Denver right now. A lot of questions. Uh, 
from management on down, I think that maybe there were other things going on in this franchise for the last couple of years that have really poisoned it, uh, is what I can say. If you're only a quarterback away, that doesn't work also. Who knows? Like, maybe they need to uh, – I mean, ownership needs to look in the mirror too. But there, there's a lot of questions yeah. and a lot of people need to spend a lot of time answering uh, from this point on because this is embarrassing and this is not what Denver expected. You know what? First and foremost – don't sleep on the hookups at Vegas. I know a guy who hooks your boy all the way up. I, I still got the Mandalay Bay, you know, complimentary, you know, tickets in my in my glove box for when I go back uh, next year. But we'll talk, man. You you, you pose a, dis, a disappointment. Perhaps this is something we need to look at further. You know, Russell Wilson, you know, is getting, you know, lumped in with this because of how pitiful he played last year. Looking at the stats, he he he's not doing bad. It's just the team is, isn't winning. Um, uh, but breaking news, I, I wanted to come to you next, sir. You you hear what's going on with the Denver Broncos? Uh, Sean Payton, you know, said yesterday that he looked at the, the tape again, and he said looking at the tape made it worse. Um, you know, what say you about this Denver Broncos team? Um, coming out these first three weeks and dropping some pretty bad games, uh, one to a a division opponent and and the Vegas Raiders, and then this last one to to the Miami Dolphins. Talk to me, man. Yeah, I mean, listen, we could sit here and spout off the stats from that game, which you and Harvey and everybody has so eloquently put. I mean, there has not been a team to score 70 points in over 50 years in the NFL, and with good reason. Because you're professionals, you show up, you don't allow a team to score 10, 10 touchdowns. The thing that, the thing that irks me, and, and Harvey should actually be tickled silly, but <laughs> Denver gave up a first and a second round pick for Sean Payton because he was the Messiah. He was the guy that was going to turn this whole franchise around. Not to mention the fact they go back and look at what they gave up to get Russell Wilson. They have literally emptied the cupboard for Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. And I got to tell you, I watched back the All-22 series just like you talked about. Uh, I was not impressed. You know what? You could put it on Vance Joseph. Well, I, I, I know I'm going to butcher the kid's name, and I apologize, but I think it's like a VG Zero, the defensive coordinator they had there last year. the top ten ranked defense. They've got Simmons on that team. They have Patrick Satan on that team. How how does a team with so many good young pieces play that poorly? That that team looked totally and utterly unprepared. Completely and utterly unprepared. And all I can say is if I was a Denver Broncos fan, I would be very nervous and very concerned because you know what? Sean Payton has total anonymity in that organization. Vance Joseph is going to get fired before him. Staffers are going to get fired before him. And you are going, even Russell Wilson will be gone before him. You are going to deal with this fallout for years to come. This is going to be a problem. You are going to lose your 2024 second round draft pick because this was the guy that you put all your eggs in the basket. Meanwhile, guys like Eric Biemini, uh, 
Brian Flores, Steve Wilkes. I mean, the, we, we all know the list and list of a plethora of coaches that have either not gotten a fair shot or, like Eric, not gotten a shot at all. And you know what? Not for nothing, but but he leaves Kansas City. And, and, and if, you take the, uh, if you take the Chicago game out, because I'm going to just tell you right now, I think Chicago's the worst team in the entire NFL. Uh the Chiefs have scored 17 and 20 points respectively. I think maybe he, he was a little bigger piece to the puzzle than people wanted to give credit. So, like I said, it's hard for me to give a ton of credit to Peyton. Let's look at the teams that they've, that they've, uh, the, the, the teams they've played. They played Oakland. They're not a very good team. We, we learned that this last weekend. They beat them. They barely squeaked out a win against a Washington team. They just got annihilated 37 to three versus the Buffalo Bills, and they lost, they barely squeaked that out. And then obviously this last game, uh, I don't see a scenario in which Buffalo or excuse me, or in which the Broncos are competitive anytime soon. I can't imagine that the chemistry inside that locker room is good. You literally uprooted and essentially kicked out all the coaching staff from a top 10 defensive team last year and said, you know what, I'm replacing them with this guys. And this is what you're, you're left with. You know, you reap what you sow, you, you bring in Peyton, he brings in all new staffers. You think it's going to work. You know what? Now you deal with the consequences because let, let's keep it 100. It's a shit show. Yeah. Um, just, just for clarity, the Denver Broncos are currently sitting at 0 and 3 right now. They, they lost week one to the Raiders and they lost, a uh, close one by two to, to the commanders, uh, the overtime, oh, uh, the, 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 the Hail Mary joint. But, again, to, to, to your point, uh, breaking news, um, you know, it, it, it is definitely a, a crap show right now going on um, in, in Denver. And I didn't even think about the draft compensation and everything that they had to give up to get uh, Russell Wilson um, as well as Sean Payton in the building. So the, the resemblance – uh, or the fallout, if you will, uh, of both of those moves are going to be felt in, in, in the Maha City for a very long time. Uh, call out in 973. I wanted to get your, your, your input about the Denver Broncos. Um, you saw what took place uh, on Sunday with them getting beat by 50, sir. What say you? I'll put it this way. What the hell was that? I thought I was watching a college game for crying out loud. I mean, that did not look like two professional teams going at each other. 70 to 20? That game should have been called at the end of the half. I mean, Denver just looked pathetic. I know they're a bad team, but I didn't think they were going to be this bad. Where was, the, where was, the, where was their, their offense? <laughs> Nowhere to be found. I mean, let's put it this way. Denver had a, had a mile-high low instead of a mile-high. Oof. That game, <laughs> that game was one of the worst games I ever saw. Oh yeah, yeah, ugly, yeah, ugly. I definitely, yeah, I definitely agree with you there, sir. Um, it, it, it's funny. Um, I, I, I made this joke on social media, um, just to brighten the mood a little bit. It, it was, it was a tough day, a tough weekend for you if you were a fan of Colorado football, um, because both, oh. both, both Colorado teams did not show up well. Um, but Willie Dion and, and, and yeah, well, Willie Dion alone, and you know Sean Payton alone. Before we uh, press on um, and, and talk about the Chicago Bears, I definitely wanted 
or talk about them. Let's let's pay some bills, man. Shout out to PHI Apparel for sponsoring today's show. This portion of our program is brought to you by PHI Apparel Company. PHI Apparel Company provides unique designs and high-quality clothing for the great fans of the Philadelphia area. With their original designs for all, there's no doubt that they'll stand out in the crowd. Act now and listeners can use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off any apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co. That's phiapparel.co. Remember to use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off. Act now while supplies last. Thank you for PHI Apparel for sponsoring today's show as well as the rest of the shows here on Sports City Chef Network. Uh, definitely check out PHI Apparel for your Philadelphia uh, sports needs. The Philadelphia Eagles are sitting at 3-0. and The Philadelphia Phillies uh, are in a playoff push. Uh, the 76 series are about to get started here uh, next month. And the Flyers, you know, as a Penguins fan, I, I'm not going to speak highly of the Flyers. But with that being said, we'll press on. Uh, call the number is 929-477-2759, like most sports city chefs. Um, the Chicago Bears, breaking news, you you called them the worst team in football. I'm going to go ahead and double-click on that as well, co-signing with you, sir, with them being the worst team in football. Um, what say you, man? Like, what's going on in Chicago? Um, you can talk about what's going on on the field. We got some reports, some uh, nefarious things happening off the field. <laughs> talk to me about the, the state of the Chicago Bears, sir. Yeah, man, you know what? It's it's a tough situation. I mean, you guys know, anytime, anytime you're in the middle of a season and your GM does an impromptu uh, – <laughs> you know, media session in the middle of a work week, like, you know, it's bad. Like those guys do not hit the podium in the middle of the week. You you might get a player here or there, you know, after practice, maybe a head coach, but there is so many things wrong with this team. And it's funny because like, I think that first game that when Jordan Love and the Packers were kind of settling in, if you will, to the element, because people forget that 28, of the 38 points were scored in the second half of that Chicago game. And mind you, that was at Soldier Field. That was in Chicago. They hung 28 in the second half of that game. So if you go since that time, that that time, they, they've literally they've literally been outscored like something ridiculous, like 80 to like 30, 80 to 25, something like that. And it's it's not even it's not even losing because you know I mean l- let's keep it real the Broncos lost and it was horrific uh, but I think they will get some W's this year it's like it's like the way they're losing you know Justin Fields is one of the most mobile quarterbacks uh, that we've seen and the the alarming rate to which he's taking punishment like I don't know how this kid makes it through a whole season. Like, I don't know if you guys, like, how much you guys have been watching, but, like, I watched the game against Kansas City, and it wasn't pretty, but I was like, yeah, you know, I'm just going to watch it. And all I thought about in that game, he only took three sacks. He must have got hit 15 times. He got hit so many times. I'm sure you guys have all seen the clip 
his wide receiver literally put his arms around him and was like, hey, uh, we need to to have somebody come out here. Like, why is the wide receiver the one having to notice that when when your quarterback is – is clearly incoherently trying to stumble back to the, to the, you know, to the huddle. Like, I don't know, man. It's, it's, I feel like there is a severe lack of, of, you know, we always talk about this, but anybody who's ever played football knows that there is leaders and there is role players and there are superstars. And very often the guys who are superstars are not always the person that's the leader. Who's the glue. I feel like, I feel like Chicago doesn't have glue. They don't have – they have a whole bunch of guys that are really good, right? Like, you know, DJ Moore, he's a really good receiver. Fields, really good athlete. They don't have a lot of glue guys. And the glue guys is what carries you through when times get tough. But I got to tell you, as bad and as much as we killed Zach Wilson, if you go and look at the stats, I, I think Zach Wilson actually outplayed uh, – Justin Fields in in this last game. I mean, Fields did not even eclipse a hundred passing yards, a hundred. So I don't know, man. Like I said, there is so many of these teams. Like I feel like the NFL. Like usually, there's a lot of parity in the league, and we have some teams that have kind of shown us a little grit, you know, like the Cardinals and what have you. But there is a lot of teams in this league, man, that are just completely laying down and dying. And right now. Chicago's at the top of my list. They can't play defense. They can't play offense. They don't play special teams. They make, I mean, literally, they they made, I, I think I think the Chiefs ran for like 145 yards in that game or something ridiculous. I know they have like at least 130 yards rushing. Um, and I think Mahomes only missed like five passes the whole game. So it's like, They're just a train wreck, man. They really are. And if you look at their upcoming schedule, the only breath of fresh air they have and the game that might be actually interesting to talk about coming up is you got the Denver Broncos versus the Chicago Bears, which I've aptly named the shit bowl. Yeah, that's that's actually this upcoming week, unfortunately. Um, I I saw a meme that said, can we flux that game to 3 o'clock on Wednesday afternoon? Um, and the crazy yeah. part is, because I'm because I'm so addicted to football, I, I, I still watch it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. I need to. I need to Exactly. I need to see. I, I need to see what DJ Moore does. Um, you know, Jamal Williams match. He pops his game, and you know he, he he's one of these guys that if you're listening to start sit fantasy stuff, then he may pop off. But I digress. Uh, I, I can go down the fantasy football rabbit hole. By the way, what's up, TT? How are you? Anyways, Dylan, talk to me. Um, you know, the, the Chicago Bears team um, is a mess, and I have – how you feel about it, sir? Yeah, I mean, you know, they're a mess on the field. They're a mess off the field. Uh, like like you said, I mean, you know, with their assistant coach, I mean, Chandler brought it up last week. Um, you know, now he's being investigated for inappropriate conduct. I mean, you know, Justin Fields was right to air out this, this, this team and the coaching because it's a joke, right? How did you expect this kid to grow and progress with the coaching staff that they have in place? I, I don't, I don't see it. Um, you know, Lovey Smith was fired after a 10 win season and, you know, honestly, 
ever since then, it, this this organization's been a joke. Lovey Smith brought them to a Super Bowl, um, you know, in 2006, and you know it's been a joke ever since then. Um, you know, TP is big in karma, and you know I can't see how this is not a part of that, right? Um, Justin Fields looks lost. He looks absolutely – he's regressed so bad uh, this season. Um, he he can't get anything done. But he, even that, you, you just look at this Bears team, the pride that they've had with their defense, and they can't do anything. They can't get anything done on, on the defensive end. They can't stop anybody. And that's not the Bears that you've grown up and grown a concern. Um, you know, it's a big problem. Um, it goes beyond the quarterback, the coaching, the organization is, is poorly run. It's a joke right now. And, and you know, they're a tough watch. I, you know, there's a lot of teams that are tough watches, but to see a proud organization like the Bears be run like this is really sad to watch. Um, I agree with you. It's sad to watch, but I, I'm honestly enjoying watching it. For the reasons you just mentioned, and TP uh, likes to type, you know, karma a, a lot, you know, and, and threads and chats when he's talking about organizations who do nefarious things and do dirt um, and treat people, you know, like garbage or whatever. And honestly, sometimes if you're lucky and if you're blessed, you see Lady Karma show up and, and, and essentially right or wrong. Um, and to your point, Dylan, uh, Lovey Smith was you know, fired prematurely, if you will, and this team has not been right since. And so, again, you play with fire, you get burned. And I, I, I have a little bit of an issue with Justin Fields airing out dirty laundry and, and airing this thing out because in order for Justin Fields to, 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 to do that with total uh, autonomy, he has to be doing everything that he can to, 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 to win these ball games. And if you put on the tape, if you look at how he looks on Sundays, he is definitely not. There's an interception that was thrown where it was just lollipop there and the defensive lineman, you know, got in the box and scored a touchdown. He's missing reads. He's not throwing the ball with any accuracy. It doesn't look like he's doing anything during the during the week outside of talking to media. Like I don't understand, and I, and, I, and I mentioned this when we were talking about Zach Wilson. If you put on the tape and look at Justin Fields, there are open receivers now. Granted, one of them is Chase Claypool, and he can't catch a cold standing outside. But you got DJ Moore on that roster. You got Cole Kinnear on that roster. You got a slew of different running backs who. Um, can take check downs. You, you guys, you can scheme him open. Like I understand to his point, you're trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. You know what I'm saying? Where he's not a drop back passer, this and the third. So you know, with Justin Fields, you can use his athleticism and get him on the run and make defenses stretch and strain to that degree. But ultimately, he's not playing good football. And I, I, I your comments tend to fall on deaf ears if you aren't doing everything that you can possibly do to help your team. Now, if you're losing shootouts, you know what, I got you. If you're losing, you know, close games because 
you know, the team is just out better than you. Like, if that score on, on Sunday was a little closer because you're playing Patrick Mahomes, you know what, it's a loss. There's no shame in losing to Patrick Mahomes and, and, and Travis Kelsey Swift. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you're getting beat like you stole something, and the quarterback, like like people, like Brett, he was alluding to you, didn't even eclipse a hundred yards passing. You know what I'm saying? So for for for, for all intents and purposes, the 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 comments that Justin Fields is, is giving the media is falling on deaf ears to me. I'm not buying it. Now to your other point, Dylan, and then uh, TP, I'll throw that you next, sir. Um, there's a lot of off-the-field stuff going on. And, again, karma, like TP alludes to a lot, is really showing up um, and, 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 and droves here because, you know, you now have a defensive coordinator, I forget his actual position, being, you know, asked to leave the premises for inappropriate things. And so when you essentially um, – behave inappropriately, when you essentially, essentially go throughout the course of the NFL season and not do well by your fans, not do well by your team, not do well by yourself in your preparation and subsequent play, um, then you have coaches that do nefarious things. At the end of the day, if I'm Caleb Williams and I got the choice of playing with the Chicago Bears, I try to orchestrate a trade to get U.S. from Chicago. Like, I don't want Caleb Williams anywhere near that. I don't want a guy whose who's career is just now starting out with all the care in the world and all the promise in the world and all the upside in the world to be linked to a franchise that doesn't give a you-know-what about its players, doesn't give a you-know-what about its organization, and has coaches in the building that's doing inappropriate things. T.P., I'll come to you first. Come, come to you next, sir. Um you know, you was in the chat when we was bring, when we was talking about this earlier. What say you about the Chicago Bears situation? Ha 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 ha! Yeah, is this the division four? Please keep on sinking. I started this whole establishment, Sports City, with a guy named Mark Mosby. Some of you may not know him but he's a diehard Bears fan, and I know that he's probably going through hell uh, just looking at this scenario. I want people to think back. Their best quarterback of all time has been Jay Cutler, and I put Jay Cutler in the same room as Ryan Tannehill. They did nothing to develop no quarterback, let alone going into this season, the around in the NFL, they sat up here and were giving Justin Fields MVP you know, gesture, saying that he he could be a preseason MVP going into this season. I don't see it. Just like they mentioned a little while ago, DJ Moore grabbed this guy in the middle of the game after he had just got hit, and he's wobbly and looking out of it, distorted, and told him to get out of the game. He fanned to Eberflus, and they didn't even notice it, to get him out of the game. It pushed him out of the game. Like, the receiver that just got there this season had to take care of his quarterback because y'all not. Like, this is the Chicago Bears that really don't care about nothing. You got a coach that's caught up in a scheme right now that where he not only resigned that Eberflus, when he got the news about it, he started crying. Like, this is terrible in Chicago. Like, and this is the sad part about it. I feel like Chicago's going to beat Denver. I think the Broncos will lose to the Bears. How bad the Broncos looked the other day, I think the Bears will come out on top on this one. I'm, I'm, I'm saying this now. That's my hot take for the day. But, um, 
all in all, they are not wow. working their 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 go to, which is their running game. They went and put weapons in there, saying that oh, this quarterback needs weapons. They brought receivers there. Chase Claypool don't even know the offense. I got articles of him saying that if sometimes he goes in there, and don't know what's going on. Uh, DJ Moore's not getting the ball. They mic'd up uh, the linebacker White for Tampa Bay. Said they not using you right, and he was like, yeah, I know. Like this, this is what's going on in Chicago right now, and and. You guys are going to be competitive. If this is the case, they're going to start tanking for Caleb, too. There's going to be a lot of these situations where a lot of people are going to start losing games out of nowhere. You're going to be like, what the heck is going on? But I feel like Chicago has to go into the Denver situation and win that game because I feel like Denver is totally quit on Sean Payton. Unless Sean Payton can really turn this around and beat Chicago, then I feel like Chicago really will start pulling plugs to get a quarterback in there, i.e. Caleb Williams or into one of those Pac-12 guys that are ready to go at this point in time. But um, mm-hmm. they, I, I feel like all in all, there's so much pressure on Justin Fields. He did not improve. They were all hung up on him being the 1,000-yard rushing quarterback and trying to tie him into the Lamar Jackson situation, which he's not. He just could be running just as fast as him, but that's about it. I, I feel like uh, they have weapons around him. They've done what they can, but it's a new system. And he didn't learn anything. And the bad part about it, he has a, he has a ton of time back there. So if if he has time to make these passes, but he's not seeing anything downfield, then take off and run. Do what you got, like you're known to do. And he's not doing that either. So I feel like he's thinking too much within the game, and um, that's hurting them all in all. And uh, the Bears will probably be fighting for the first pick in the league. Uh, it's going to be either them, the Broncos, if the Cards continue to lose, or let's say keep playing the way they beat up on Dallas. That's a, that's a whole nother thing. But it's going to be very interesting to see which team goes over, and there's a couple that may. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned the over. Like, don't want to, you know, bring up, oh, when we went with the Lions, but we can make a legitimate case that uh Wait, you talking about the Bears? You talking about I'm not trying to do that right now. I mean, I, 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 I need no cupcake and rainbows at the moment. I, I, I I don't want no smoke right now. I don't want because, no smoke right I'm now. Gonna, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about how, how Jimmy I'm, Garoppolo almost beat you with a concussion. With a concussion, Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo almost beat you. Don't make me do you that. You got to tell me. You got to tell okay. me. Okay. You hurt my finger. Okay. You hurt my finger. Okay. You got to tell me. Okay. I'm, I'm just letting but, you know. But, you, you better keep hands free. It's a game. It, 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 it's a game. <laughs> but like I said before, I got interrupted. <laughs> by T.T. Thomas in the building. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of teams that can really compete and go 0-17, you know, and I think that the Denver Broncos and or the Chicago Bears are going to be right at the top of that list. Let's, let's keep it a buck. I'm, not, I, 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 I'm done burying the Arizona Cardinals. Like, let's keep it a build. This Arizona Cardinals team should be 3-0 and right now. They're not, but they should be 3-0 and right now. You know what I'm saying? They should they should have beat the Commanders week one. And they sure as hell should have beat the the, the New York Giants week two, um, and they end up beating Dallas Cowboys week three. Um, but I digress, man. Call the number is nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. Shout out to uh, Zillin had to drop off to take care of some family things, so we'll, we'll catch up with him tomorrow. Speaking of the Dallas Cowboys, I wanted to kind of springboard into into the Dallas Cowboys here. Um, and actually, in a couple other teams, the Dallas Cowboys, um, they managed to, to drop a, a close one. The Baltimore Ravens managed to drop a close one um, to some teams that they should have beat. The 
the Indianapolis Colts was a team that the Baltimore Ravens should have should have beaten um, at home. The Dallas Cowboys uh, lost to the Arizona Cardinals, a team that they should have beaten. Um, was that just a one-off, or do you guys feel as though um, this was somewhat foreshadowing of bigger issues um, in, in the organization? Harvey, I, I'll come to you first, sir. Um, the Dallas Cowboys lost. And the Baltimore Ravens laws, both teams have playoff aspirations, uh, potentially Super Bowl aspirations, you know, depending on who you spoke to. Um, what say you, man? Was this a one-off, or do you think this is something sustainable uh, foreshadowing going on here? I mean, I think there are some questions that need to be answered with this offense, uh, how people are being schemed up and how they're not – um, why there are not some more plays to be made. I mean, uh, some of it could be put on Dak, but some of it is a lack, a lack of options that people open to throw the ball to. Uh, they did not produce offensively. And then uh, can Tony Power be that short yardage guy that uh, converted on the majority of his uh, third and short options like uh, Zeke did a year ago? Because uh, if he can't, I don't know how you do it because – you know, Deuce Vaughn's a little guy behind him. Uh, so I, I think there are some questions to be answered. And then I think there are also, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, you thought you had two uh, locked down corners. Uh, TP cautioned people in Gilmore last week and maybe sound, but Hollywood Brown cooked him a few times uh, this past weekend. And so you need him to play at an elite level. And then you start, you saw them kind of get exposed. Uh, on the other side a little bit this weekend. So I I don't think that this team is a Super Bowl team anymore. I think they're still possibly a playoff team in the NFC. And then as far as Baltimore goes, I mean, look, once again, I back them out, still trying to figure things out at the running back position. You're only three games in, though. I mean, this is a game that uh, you could have won. You're still 2-1. I think this is a – a playoff team and, and still possibly a favorite in this uh, in this division. So, I mean, I think playoff aspirations are there too, but I don't think Baltimore is a Super Bowl team either. And so I think both of these teams could still make the playoffs. It, it, in the NFL, anybody can beat anybody. You can lose to a not very good football team uh, at least one week out of the year and still make the playoffs. But at the end of the day, you better beat all the people you're supposed to beat. It's not, uh, you know, I, I'm initially thinking it's a one-off as far as I don't think it's going to derail their playoff uh, their playoff chances. But if I were doing, like, a spreadsheet, I would definitely, like, uh, probably turn them yellow right now as a caution, like, be careful. Let's just keep an eye on it and make sure that, uh, you know, we don't need to turn into more risk management forms and, and fill out some more paperwork uh, on the possibility of a, of a lost season. But I think they're both going to be okay as far as playoff history goes. All right. I, I, I respect it. I respect it. Breaking news, I'll come to you next, sir. The Baltimore Ravens, as well as the Dallas Cowboys, lost two games of which they should have won. Um, and I'm actually going to talk about – I'm going to lump two teams, two more teams in there. Uh, the L.A. Rams uh, have dropped two in a row after beat, winning week one and the, and the Cincinnati Bengals yesterday – Got off the got off the mat and got their one win. Um, you know, you can kind of talk about it how you see fit. 
um, just four teams that um, kind of did some things. Um, is this, you know, kind of what they're going to look like, or um, is this kind of just a one-off? Now, I will say this. I'm a purpose of Cincinnati Bengals. Everything kind of rests and falls with, with the health of quarterback Joe Burrow, but um, that defense finally came alive and woke up. They found a running game. They started getting one in the football. Um, so keep that in mind, but talk to me about those four teams, um, how you see them kind of playing out over the course of the next couple of weeks. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to actually start off by, by saying, you know, as a 49er fan, man, I want to give a, a ton of respect to Sean McVay and the Rams and what they've been able to accomplish. There's not a lot of teams out there that could lose their superstar playmaker. And really, they've, they've been tight in every game. They were tight against the, the Niners uh, in the third quarter. Going into the fourth quarter, they were tight the whole game against the Bengals, who were the AFC representative in the Super or, – or, or the AFC – one of the AFC representatives in the AFC championship game. They, uh, you know, they, they beat the, the Seattle Seahawks, a team that made the playoffs last year. Um, so – I have nothing but respect for the Rams. I don't think anybody expected the Rams to be a 500 ball club. And I think they're absolutely playing, flirting with 500, maybe even better, depending on, you know, what it looks like when Cooper Cup comes back. They play hard. They try really hard. I think their biggest deficiency right now is they they need to be able to run the ball to keep pressure off Matt Stafford. When Stafford is clean and he has time to operate, he looked really good those first two games. Last night, not quite as good, as you guys know. A um, couple more picks, but he got sacked six times. And, and as I'm sure Ty can tell you, uh, I'm sure you guys have all seen that, that Disney movie, Happy Feet. Uh, <laughs> Matt Stafford starts looking yeah. like, like that, 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 that dude Mambo, the, the, the penguin. Like all of a sudden his feet just start flapping around when uh, he starts getting sacked and he starts seeing ghosts. And I and I felt like a little bit of that. Like there was a few plays where he had he had the protection and he had the time. That clock in his head just kind of told him, "No, I don't," and he kind of bailed on the play. But I mean, if you think about it, what they're doing with essentially a rookie slot receiver in, in Puka Nakua, and, and and essentially a guy that nobody wanted in Tutu Atwell. Uh, because he's like 5'6 and like 105 pounds dripping wet, um, is really incredible. And, and like I said, tons of credit to the Rams. Um, for all the, the teams that we've talked about recently, like the Broncos, the Chicago Bears, you know, all these teams that are the Jets, it's like, can we show a little bit of offensive creativity? Like maybe sit down and like watch these games. Watch what the Rams are doing to try and manufacture points, to try and take pressure off the QB, to try and take pressure off the defense. So kudos to them. Um, I'm a little worried about the Bengals, to be honest with you. I, I know the defense came alive. I know that they played well, but I'll be honest with you. If, if the defense did not come alive and the defense did not play real well and they didn't get multiple turnovers, I'm not sure the Bengals win that game. Their offense has not looked the same since last year. You know, you can only you can only use the excuse of, well, we didn't have, you know, Burrow didn't have a full offseason. Uh, 
you know, Brock Purdy didn't either. He had shoulder surgery, and, and he looks okay. So I'm just saying, like, at some point, you're, you're not going to be able to continue to use the excuse of, well, he's just still rusty. We're working the rest off. Like, okay, well, we're almost a quarter of the way through the season. Like, at what point is that rust going to be off? Like, they, the offense did not look good, but we all know there's going to be games where the offense struggles and the defense needs to pick them up and vice versa. This was a game where Cincinnati's defense picked up the offense. Uh, and I'll leave that there because I'm sure plenty of other uh, chefs will will have uh, something to say about that. Now, as far as the Dallas Cardinals game, I got to tell you, man, 185 yards rushing in the first half by the Cardinals. Let that sink in. Over 225 rushing yards for the game. And you're talking about James Conner and Josh Dobbs under center. And anyone who didn't, like, really watch the game and you just look at the stats, you're like, oh, Conner was just amazing. No, they could not defend the option to save their life. Their life. I know, I, you know, I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, you know, they probably trap game. They weren't really, you know, maybe had one eye forward. Well, I'm just telling you, we all know what does Jalen Hurts do? He runs the option. You know, what does Lamar Jackson do? What does a lot of the better teams in the NFL do? They're going to run the option. And after watching that game, I don't know how you would not run right at Michael Parsons because he was basically a non-factor in that game. He had one impact play in the fourth quarter when the game was pretty much a wrap. Some of the space that those wide receivers had, like that Rondell Moore 58, I don't, that was like high school open. We all know there's like high school open, college open, and then pros open. He was like high school open. There wasn't a dude within 10 yards, like blown coverage. Like, I don't know what was going on with the Cowboy defense. To me, it was pretty, pretty horrific. But like I said, you're going to have good and bad games. That was a game that the offense needed to pick up the defense, and as much as everybody's probably going to want to blame the defense, I got to tell you, I've said this now for two weeks. I said this when they played the Jets last week. I'm going to say it again this week. The Cowboys' offense, they're in trouble. It's super apparent that that offense needed telling more a whole lot more. I'm not feeling the Mike McCarthy play calling. They are currently right now in the last two games, 3-11 and in the red zone. 3-11 and 11 in the red zone. They can't move the ball. They can't score touchdowns. And the, the most alarming thing, you're paying a quarterback $40 million a year and you don't trust him to pass the ball. They're running the ball down by double digits in the fourth quarter with less than six minutes to go. I mean, to me, I don't know about you boys, but, like, it screams they don't trust their quarterback. Now, granted, the interception was absolutely egregious, but the only way they were getting back in that game was to pass. And and they almost – Mike McCarthy just got uber conservative and basically gave away any shot of even having an opportunity in that game. And like I said, the bigger problem for me is, what is the message that you're sending to Dak? Because we all know the same way that we've said for years, whether it was Tony Romo before him, what is the thing with the Cowboys? All show, no go. Perform great in the, in, the, in the regular season, and when it's time to put the money on the line in the playoffs and play big boy football, they crumble, man. They crumble every time. 
I can't tell you the amount of ways that they have crumbled. And this is a perfect example of why both the staff and fans are scared to death of that. I mean, that pass into the end zone, there was three Cowboy defenders there. There was literally zero chance that that receiver was going to catch the ball. I don't even know what he was throwing to. That was like a Jimmy Garoppolo pass. Like, what the hell are you doing type pass? And it's alarming. You know, like I told you, it, it is alarming at this point because, you know, if you look at the first three games, you're like, oh, you know, they scored 40 week one, 30 week two. Like, you know, they just struggled a little bit this week. No, their offense has sucked all three weeks. Their defense has put them in very advantageous spots in all three games. When they have to play a team like the Niners, or I'm going to tell you guys right now, and they don't even play defense, you can go ahead and circle October 16th when they play the Chargers. That's going to be a hard game for the Cowboys to keep pace offensively because the Chargers are going to score points. Or when they play the Rams, October 29th, everybody's going to be like, oh, that's going to be a bowl over game. Not. Sorry, I trust Sean McVay a whole lot more than I than, than I trust trust the uh, the Cowboys coaching staff. You know what I mean? It's it's that is the problem with the Cowboys. They they need to learn to a run the ball consistently and b trust their quarterback. If you don't trust your quarterback, like what are you doing? Why are you paying him forty million dollars? It's kind of like the whole Daniel Jones thing. Like don't pay the kid forty million dollars and then have him hand the ball off. 65 times and you're down by four scores. Like what's the point? That would be my biggest takeaway. I absolutely think that Dallas can still win the Super Bowl. They have a, they have a ton of talent. It's one game. We all know pretty much every NFL team is going to lose one or more games. I'm going to say most teams probably at least two. It's a long season. There's going to be a lot of injuries. So, you know, battle of attrition, Dallas can stay healthy they get focused, they can absolutely win. But this was an eye-opening experience to have a team like the Cardinals uh, be able to run the ball to the, to the degree in which they ran the ball is, is alarming. For Dak Prescott to not be able to deliver in crunch time inside the red zone two games in a row, it's alarming. These are things that are definitely going to have to get ironed out uh, as, as that, those teams move forward. And for the Cardinals, you know, listen – I said two weeks ago they were tanking for Caleb, and you know what? Kudos to them. I got to tell you, that, that team played – they literally out-muscled, they out-physicaled the Dallas Cowboys. We played them next week. I hope they play just as hard and just as physical. I want to see a good game. And you know what? The Cardinals played their ass off. They deserve that win. Kudos to them and their team. Their defense played lights out. Yeah, I actually agree with a lot of what you said, sir. Um, TP, I'm going to kick the ball to you, my man. Um, You know, the four teams, you know, were talked about, was this just a one-off, a bad week, or a good week, depending upon how you look at it, or is this an admiration of things to come? You know, the Bengals get off the the mat with their first win, as well as the Arizona Cardinals. Um, The Rams drop another one um, after, you know, starting, uh, starting the season with a win in Seattle or uh, the Baltimore Ravens-Indianapolis Colts game. Talk to me how you feel, dude, man. There's a lot of uh, fluky stuff that took place week three, and I wanted to get your opinion on it, man. Okay, first I'll do it quick with the Bengals. The Bengals will be the quick one. Um, 
I think they're in trouble. Um, they pulled off that win against the Rams. I got to give them credit for it. But I think about this. This dude is going to try to play the remainder of this season injured. His calf, he's on his wheel every day. He's going to have to take snaps whether he's in shotgun or underneath center. He's going to put pressure on that calf. And what makes Burrow dangerous is when he buys time, it could make plays happen, you know, unscripted. And um, that's a key to a lot of their success. He's lucky Jamar Chase went crazy. They could have lost that game. And that's that's bad because the way the Rams are playing, the Rams are playing bad. Um, to go to the Rams situation, I disagree with Brian. Uh, with all of the McVay situation, I, I want to bring this up now, and I know I'm going to like counter on this a lot tomorrow in the uh, the cookout. Um, how many people were talking about Goff and McVay? How bad was it with Goff and McVay? Goff went to a Super Bowl, then after that he declined, and things didn't work out with him and McVay. Stafford went to a Super Bowl, won a Super Bowl. He's been declining since. He's still up to his same antics, still throwing the ball away, holding on to the ball forever and suffering sacks at the end of the day. That is still the makeup of Matthew Stafford. I feel like they handed and gift-wrapped him that thing because Stafford will never change. He's going to still remain the same guy with a strong arm that can make every throw downfield that everybody loves to see, but he still does not value the football. I think the Rams are in bigger trouble than a lot of people think. It's just early in the season, and uh, he's going to need Cooper Cup immediately. If they could get Cooper Cup and, and uh, Puka Nakua, whoever, however you say his name, if those two could make that tandem work, I feel like things could be different. But right now, the Rams are in, in hot water right now. They're lucky they were able to pull out a win uh, earlier this season, or they could be 0-3, and this discussion could change. Um, the other teams that you threw out there, the Ravens situation, they should not have lost to the Colts. That is a very bad loss for the Ravens, especially for them being at home. That shows me that the Ravens are vulnerable uh, when they felt like they were flying high and had an easy start to the schedule because they should be 3-0. There's no way they should lose to a Colts team with the backup quarterback coming in there and Gardner Minshew. Well, Gardner Minshew doesn't have that good of a uh, resume on the road, and, and he's a good quarterback. I don't want to take it away from him. He is a good quarterback that he can make throws and, and has a good dynamic on the field. But his record-wise, it doesn't spell for him. And I would feel that Lamar could outshoot him in that situation. And it came down to the end of the game where uh, a questionable call should have been called, pass interference or whatever, it didn't get called. And it ended up costing them at the end of the day. The Ravens need to stay on top of the ball. If not, they could lose the stronghold of the AFC North. I still feel they're the strongest team in that division at this point in time. But with them losing to the Colts, I feel like it's anybody's game at this point in time including the way the Steelers just pulled off their win and they, they keep it even across the board uh, with them, uh, the, Steel, the Steelers, the Ravens, and the Browns are all 2-1 and one at this point in time while Cincinnati's trying to fight their way back into it. Um, I'm going to start trouble right here and now. The Dallas Cowboys are Micah Parsons, and that is it, period. Um especially defensively, because I have them fantasy defense-wise. Um, the Cardinals have the blueprint. Please, people, watch that game. All your def- uh, offensive coordinators, look at that game. That is the way to beat Dallas. If you go away from it, it will not work. You have to get somebody to chip Michael Parsons, keep him off your quarterback as best as possible, just like Ryan uh, alluded to. Run at him so it's all downhill at him. You take him at, out of that defense, it neutralizes a lot. Uh, a lot of those players that are in that defense, I feel like get a lot of accolades while the rest of this team makes things happen. Um, 
the loss of Diggs is big. I don't want to take that away from them. Like, he is a good corner. But as long as him or Gilmore can stay around their receivers for about two to four seconds, the play could be made up front with the front four or seven if they're sending somebody. Uh, and Van Der Esch, there's no way Rondell Moore just literally ran by you, I mean next to you, and just smoked you for that touchdown. He smoked him. He smoked him. I, I don't I don't care what nobody say. You're a linebacker. You're supposed to make that tackle, it's especially while he's, he's clean as air running to you. Like, he didn't even juke. He didn't dead leg you. He didn't do anything. He just literally ran past you. A lot of these people on his defense get credit. You heard Mike telling you what I've been telling you all about Gilmore. A lot of people have been giving Gilmore a whole bunch of credit. I, I'm not buying it. I'm still not buying it. You could keep that on the shelf. In the words of Sirius Simmons, miss me with that. Um, I still give Dak the leg up over Daniel Jones, but now this argument has become close. Like, this is close for Dak to still have these interception situations and not uh, taking over what he has right now. He, just like Brian said, he's getting a lot of money to go out there and be the quote-unquote Cowboys quarterback because he ain't no American quarterback to me. I'm I'm keeping that in my back pocket. You ain't no America's team and all that other mess. But um, he's not feeling the deal. They miss Zeke. Um, Rico Dowdle looks like their best running back, especially while Tony Pollard is on the men. They're rushing Tony Pollard back, and he's lost a step after breaking his leg. So there's a lot of glaring issues with the Cowboys. They are fortunate that they took on the Giants and then the Jets, two teams that are suffering out of the city of New York, or better yet, He's Rutherford, New Jersey, because then they bumped into a team that's not in the limelight like the Arizona Cardinals, and the Cardinals beat them. Um, their next game is the Patriots. Um, who's to say Belichick don't neutralize that because he takes your best option out to make you win another way? So if he removes Michael Parsons, does something to neutralize him, and it neutralizes Dak, the Cowboys could be on a losing streak. And then they run into the Niners. Like, this could get nasty for the Cowboys if people – Arizona has the blueprint. Read it. In the words of Jay-Z, I, I'm, I'm telling you, this this is terrible that the Cowboys lost to the Cardinals, a team that did not look like they were going to pull a win off. Now they believe they can fly R. Kelly. Um, th- these are just some of the situations. And um, another team that's out there struggling, I don't know when Minnesota puts a win together. Um, I, I was really wondering the, uh, the, the, the teams are bad, being the, the Chargers and the uh, – the Vikings, the Chargers lost Mike Williams for the season. I want to see if Herbert could keep it together while he lost his best option. But um, they are missing the run game in Minnesota, and it, and it can't just be all Justin Jefferson every week because a lot of these teams are going to play the Vikings and let Justin Jefferson go off and stop everybody else, and that's going to be the recipe of knocking off the Vikings every Sunday. Yeah, I didn't even really think to bring up the uh, the Minnesota Vikings and the and the LA Chargers, both teams um, who we expected to kind of be in the playoff picture. Um, but I'm I, 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 I'm gonna speak a little bit, and then we can keep it pushing. Um, I think the Baltimore Ravens. I think this is I don't say it's foreshadowing, but you know we we spoke about a blueprint. Um, for, 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 for the Dallas Cowboys to beat the Dallas Cowboys. I think the blueprint has forever been in the situation to beat the Baltimore Ravens. You cover his receivers, um, and you make Lamar Jackson uh, throw the football. Now, for all intents and purposes, I, I am going to give this a little asterisk. The, the, the list of injuries that were uh, in Baltimore was a CVSEC long, so – I will say that, but ultimately this offense has not looked good through three weeks of football, 
at the end of the day. Lamar Jackson has thrown one touchdown in a matter of three games. Um, and you go out and you get an order of Beckham Jr., you go out and you get a, yourself a Zay Flowers. Um, you know, it's unfortunate that J.K. went down, but you got backs in the building that know the system. Now, again, they're hurt, but I, I digress. So I'm going to paint the jar half full with these guys. Let's see what they do this week, playing a division opponent in the Cleveland Browns, um, and we'll see what happens there. Um, if Deshaun Watson goes out there and lights them up like the 4th of July or Jerome Ford, is able to run the football down their throats like Zach Moss did on Sunday. Um, then when we come back in here next Tuesday, I'm gonna be singing a different tune. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals, I agree with the I agree with the, with the group. They're in trouble. And if you watch, if you read what I typed um, in the season preview, I alluded to this. Even without Joe Burrow getting hurt, this defense is a problem. They haven't addressed the offensive line even in yesterday's game versus the LA Rams. This Cincinnati Bengals team failed to protect Joe Burrow a significant amount of time. And so he is still getting hit with the bad cap. He is still taking on punishment. Um, the secondary, you know, is, is, is getting lit up because outside of yesterday's game, they were giving up a change of pop. And they played the Baltimore Ravens and, 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 some, and some other teams they lost two week one. So I, I think the Bengals team is in some significant trouble. Um, the Dallas Cowboys, I, I think this may be one-off. I think this may be a one-off. Now, again, I agree with what everybody is saying about the Dallas Cowboys. I, I think that they are going to find a way to Cowboys this up. I, I, I don't foresee them being a Super Bowl caliber or a ball club. I don't foresee them being, quote-unquote, America's team or whatever the case may be. But when you have that much assortment of talent on the roster, you can you can luck box your way into some wins, especially in the NFC where the where, where the competition isn't as severe as is in the AFC. So I think Michael Parsons and company are going to figure out a way to get it right. I do think that you know Dan Campbell, Dan Quinn is going to kind of get creative and move him around a little bit and, and, and kind of figure out how to figure it out. Joe Moore to TP's point. Um, yo, it's, it's your time to shine, my dude, so figure it out. Um, Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott, he's in the contract here. Um, and again, to TP's point, we, me and TP have been jabbing Barry for almost three months about this Daniel Jones situation, but this is the time where you make your money. This is the time where you show up and prove that you can leave this outfit, you know, messing with this whole you know, offensive line situation, missing with this whole, you know, we should have did this or we should have did that. This is your time to get it done. Like, again, uh, breaking news a little bit to it a little bit ago, there was no reason that football should have been thrown at that point in time. There was no reason that ball should have been thrown. There was zero percentage, zero shot that you were going to complete that pass. But yet, Dak Prescott threw that ball, um, that critical point in that ball game. So, um, I do believe that, you know, they'll find a way to get themselves right, um, especially with what they have coming up. Um, the Rams, I think they're in trouble. I think the Rams are in trouble. Even with Cooper Cup, you know, potentially coming back in a couple of weeks, I think the Rams are in trouble for the simple fact that their offensive line is, in tr- their offensive line is horrible. Their secondary is horrible. You know, then you play in, 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 in a league, in a conference, 
where you got to deal with San Fran who can light it up like the 4th of July at the blink of a hat. Case in point, I saw it myself. You know, uh, you do have to play the AFC North. What, you know, Cincinnati Big is a team you lost to on on Sunday. You do got to play the Baltimore Ravens, but, and, and, and your bookends are not solid. In order to beat the Baltimore Ravens, you got to be able to, to, to secure the edge and keep Lamar Jackson in the pocket. Based off what I saw over the course of three weeks, they haven't been able to do that. Uh, Pittsburgh's getting themselves right. Cleveland is getting themselves together. So you play the AFC North. Um, and if your biggest claim to fame is Matthew Stafford, a, a, a quarterback that T.T. has routinely said that is not him, even though he got himself a ring, um, they're, they're, they're in some significant trouble. Um, I wanted to double-click on this comment that, that T.T. made talking about the Minnesota Vikings. Um, I'm not sure how you fix the Minnesota Vikings. I, I'm not sure how that's done. They, they, they are a mess of themselves. Um, I, I, my buddy said this uh, on social media, and I, and I wanted to give him credit. The Minnesota Vikings this year are losing the game that they would have won last year. Let that sink in. The Minnesota Vikings last year were undefeated in one-score games. Every game this year that they have played in has been a one-score game. You know what I'm saying? So, um, we'll see how the rest of the season shakes out. You know, teams that start 0-3 uh, have a very difficult time making the playoffs. Um, I do think the Minnesota Vikings are, are, are a halfway decent squad, but you can't start out 0-3 and play this horribly um, and expect to make the playoffs. Kirk Cousins' name was linked to the New York Jets and a bunch of other teams that could be making some moves at the trade deadline. We're a little bit away from that, but um, that's kind of how I saw it. Um, before we before we get out, um, I wanted to give each of you guys an opportunity to talk about the game, uh, you know, that, that you guys watched over the weekend. Uh, breaking news, the 49ers once again prove uh, that the best team in the NFL beating the New York Giants on Thursday night. Talk to me about how you felt about it, sir. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. It, it, you know, it was a good game. I, I tell people all the time that, you know, I, I have people ask me all the time, like, you know, because I, I tell them, you know, like, I I love what Brock Purdy is doing as quarterback. And sometimes, you know, it, it's sexy to have, you know, the big arm and it's sexy to have the, you know, the guy that, you know, can throw, you know, can, can shrug guys off. But what it's also sexy is a quarterback that doesn't turn the ball over. And if you look, since he's taken over the starting position, the Niners have only had one or fewer turnovers in every single game that Brock Purdy has been the quarterback. So that's what I want to give him credit for is, I mean, I'm sure you guys have already heard the the ridiculous stats, but Brock Purdy was blitzed on 87% of the snaps, meaning five or more guys rushed in, and his average time to throw was 2.4 seconds, 301 yards passing, two touchdowns, um, and he had a 72% completion percentage versus the blitz. He's doing what needs to be done. So kudos to him, man. I just want to say real quick, I don't know if Harvey's still here because I haven't heard from him in a while, but I just want to say real quick, I want to use a little bit of my time and just say this. I'm going to say the Niners right now are currently the third best team in the league. I love my boys. 
but you can't discount what Miami has done. And after watching what the Eagles were able to do defensively, I think they're right there in the conversation. I think those are the three best teams in the league, and I don't think it's close. Niners, Eagles, and Miami, I think are the clear-cut three best teams, and obviously for different reasons. Um, but, man, that's got to be a tough loss, dude. Harvey seems up 17 nothing. You lose your starting quarterback, and with 11 minutes to go, your defense allows the other team to score 18 unanswered points uh, and goes three and out on multiple drives. Um, just totally oh, gut-wrenching. <laughs> totally gut-wrenching, man. I, I hate to see that for you. And uh, I, I, I can't imagine a worse way to, uh, you know, take a, a, a sour, sour pill, if you will. But uh, I, I'll kick it to you, Harvey, so you can, uh, you can talk about your boys. I don't want to – I didn't know you were still here. So uh, what was your thoughts? Well, I think – I mean, you said it. At the end of the day, you got to protect your quarterback. Some of it is him holding the ball a little too long, and I think that's just growing in the system. But – you know, 11 sacks in 11 quarters, and the 11 sack was the most costly. I think that, in general, this defense has still been really good this year. I don't want to ignore the plays that they made to put them in that position. Uh, you look at what this Packers offense was averaging all year. I mean, they they cost up the lead. They probably would not have even gone for two had it not been for a penalty on the extra point, so then you take advantage of it. You're like, why not? We're down. Let's try it. Um, and Ken, who knows if it goes to overtime? I mean, you, you kept Jameis Winston around for this. He comes in. He's still 10 for 16 for 101 yards. At the end of the day, like, it sucks to blow the lead, uh, but he completed enough passes to get them down the field for a field goal opportunity late in the game that could have won it. Uh, You pass on Will Lutz. You go with the kid, Blake Groovy. uh, And at the end of the day, maybe he's fine. You know, hopefully he grows from this. And this isn't like a Cody Parkey moment where it sticks with you for years to come or whatever. Um, But the team is still in a position to kick a field goal and win on the road. I would have liked to have seen if you got down there, uh, with enough time, I would like to have seen them better use their timeouts. I think that was a coaching call. Uh, better use the timeouts and really try to push the ball uh, down the field, see if by some way you could get it in the end zone, end zone or at least get closer to at least, you know, have a better option. I mean, but it's, I mean, this is a case that's well within the kid's range. It's not like you asked him to kick a 55-yarder on the road as time was running down. So, uh, I, I'm definitely disappointed in the outcome, but what I don't want to get lost in the sauce is uh, you were able, even with the backup, to make some plays and at least give yourself a chance and have what should have been a makeable field goal um, to win this game with pretty much no time left in the clock. He makes the field goal. Uh, as bad as you don't want to have cost that lead up, you still win 2018 and you take a win however you can get it. This team has been winning ugly so far this year. The offense has not quite caught up to the defense. Uh, they missed having uh, another starter on the field in this game. Uh, in the secondary, you also had Marcus May suspended for 
three games. He could have gotten more than that. So, uh, you know, you have a rookie at safety. You got another guy uh, comes in at corner because of some people banged up. So it it could have been, uh, you know, I, I would have liked to see the defense play for four quarters. But at the end of the day, you hold the Packers to 18 points at home. It sucks that they were all in the last 11 minutes. Uh, but you hold them to 18 points at home, and you had an opportunity to win. You weren't able to capitalize. At the end of the day, if you told me that we could be 2-1 and one in the three games without Kamara, um, I would have taken that. You also had – you kind of dodged the bullet with the quarterback injury kind of day-to-day, but it's supposed to be just kind of a sprained AC joint, so it's not like uh, anything that's going to cost him this season. Uh, so, you know, that's at least encouraging as well. Uh, you know, you give Jameis a shot to run the offense this week. He, I mean, listen, I think the Jets would love to have Jameis Winston right now as a quarterback. So you at least uh, try to make sure that your quarterback room is stocked to deal with this. Um, I don't know how well he's going to play, but I I think that there's still a chance moving forward for this team to, you know, be right there and win this division and get to the playoffs. I agree with you on who clear-cut looks like the best teams in the league right now, whatever order you want to put them in. I think the Eagles and uh, 49ers are the class of this uh, of the NFC, but you get to the postseason and who knows what can happen. But I, I'm definitely – it was definitely discouraging to see – uh, to see them lose the game like that. And then to know that you're right there and had the opportunity and the rookie kicker missed the kick, uh, there are lots of other things that could have happened to win the game. But at the end of the day, they didn't. Uh, they've been winning ugly this year, uh, and it caught up to them here. But uh, looking at what this team's trying to do, like uh, 3-0 and would have looked a lot better, but um, I can't really be that upset about a 2-1 and start. I'm just upset about the way it happened. Yeah, I, I can respect it. Uh, TP, I, I, I come to you next, sir. Uh, Detroit Lions uh, got, a, I guess, an ugly win, if you call it, uh, but it was a win nonetheless. Um, talk to me about how you feel about it, sir. Well, they, they, they got the run there for the longest. This is going to cut us off at 11, so I'm going to just keep it short and simple. Um, there was an album by a rap group named Onyx out of Queens. And the name of the album was called Shut Em Down. And um, asked B. John Robinson about it, 33 yards rushing, and Algier was held to a little bit of yards too. That's what you call a shutdown, but they got to carry that into Green Bay on Thursday. Yeah, and I'm going to keep mine short and sweet. Must need a road win. Still a nation showed out. I was very, very impressed with how my team responded, how we moved the pockets to Kenny Pickett and how the, how the defense kind of carried us. With that being said, um, it was a great show tonight, gentlemen. Man, Lord Willem, we'll catch up with you guys on the next one tomorrow. Uh, it's the Carlos Cookout with, with Dylan. Um, CP will be in the building. A lot of us will be in the building, man, so definitely check us out. With that being said, we always say this here in the building, man. Tell us friend, tell us friend, the chefs again. And if they don't know, man, now we know, man. We good, man. Be good. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Sports City, Sports City, Chefs, Chefs, Sports City, Sports City, Chefs, Chefs, Sports City, Sports City, Chefs, Chefs, Sports City, Sports City, Chefs, Kaboom, Sports
sports city chefs is in the room. Cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman verse, MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend it's the sports city chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Uh-huh.